Several Issues Etc. regular guests are candidates for leadership positions in the Lutheran Church Missouri Synod. Every LCMS congregation has received nomination forms for the President and Vice Presidents of Synod. Please encourage your pastor and congregational leaders to fill out and return these nomination forms before February 28th of 2023. Learn more at issuesetc.org slash 2023 nominations. Issuesetc.org slash 2023 nominations. Easter hymn, Who Are You Who Walk in Sorrow? It's based on a question that Jesus asked of two unknowing disciples on Easter evening when he appears to them, but they don't recognize him, not until he has opened their minds to understand the scriptures and beginning with Moses and all of the Old Testament, showed how the Christ must suffer and die and thus enter his glory. Greetings and welcome back to Issues Etc. I'm Todd Wilkin. Thanks for tuning us in live on this Tuesday afternoon, the 14th of February. It's time to teach a Sunday school lesson on the Emmaus Road in Luke 24. Pastor Tom Baker will join us. And a little bit later, Dr. Bill Weinrich of Concordia Theological Seminary, Fort Wayne, Indiana, will remember third century martyr St. Valentine. Pastor Tom Baker is host of a radio show called Law and Gospel. For almost 30 years, he met monthly to prepare his Sunday school teachers for the classroom. Tom, welcome back. Uh, thank you. How does Jesus encounter these two men on the road to Emmaus? Well, they're two men who have been with the apostles. They are referred to as disciples. They're not part of the 11, but they're on a road to Emmaus. Now, Emmaus is said about to be seven miles from Jerusalem, but it's still difficult to find it on a map today because it had been so long ago. And they were talking with each other about all the things that had happened on Good Friday. And suddenly, Jesus is walking and talking with them. He comes up, and they do not recognize him, because it says very clearly, their eyes were kept from recognizing him. And so... They begin to talk with him and he with them. Any idea why they were initially kept from recognizing Jesus? Yes, because Jesus is going to be making a big point that it's one thing for those disciples to believe he rose from the dead if they recognized him. Remember that evening the disciples see Jesus in a locked room, all of them except for Thomas. He sees him the week following. But before they see him, there's no instruction from the scripture to help them understand why he died, why he rose. Whereas in this situation, 
Jesus is going to do probably the best Bible class ever done in the whole Bible as he begins with Genesis through the Malachi book of the Old Testament, talking about the prophecies concerning the reason why he had to be crucified and why they should believe that he was to rise from the dead. So how does Jesus begin the conversation? What does he ask them? Well, he asks them a very simple. Jesus does a lot of questioning. I find on the radio that's really a good way to get to know where people are coming from. They'll ask me a question, and I used to try and answer it right away, but I found out I had good answers, but it wasn't the questions they were asking. So I would often, after somebody asked me a question on the radio, I say, and what do you mean by this? Making point of one of their questions. And that's what Jesus does here. He asks them, what is this conversation that you are holding with each other as you walk? And so that's how he begins the conversation. How do they describe the events of Jesus' crucifixion and death? They look at it from a purely natural point of view in this sense, that Jesus was what they consider to be a great prophet, mighty indeed in word, and then the chief priests and rulers delivered him to be condemned to death and crucified him. Verse 21 is interesting but we had hoped that he was the one to redeem Israel. And so that's in a past tense. So their hope has been destroyed by his crucifixion. Even though he told them, I'm going to Jerusalem, I will die for three days, but then I will rise from the dead. It seemed like very few remember that. And then they even say, well, some of the women of our company even amazed us. They went to the tomb early in the morning. They did not find the body. They said they had seen a vision of angels, and they were told by the angels that he is alive. And then some of those who were with the two disciples, there was a group of them, they had gone to the tomb and found it just as the women had said, but they did not see Jesus. And so that's how they explain what has happened. There's no hope that they have, and there's nothing that they believed, even if the women had said so, that he had risen from the dead. How does Jesus respond to that? He responds to them, by doing something that Paul did to the church at Corinth, O foolish ones, and slow of heart to believe all that the scriptures have spoken. So Jesus reprimands them for not really understanding what the Bible has to say about what had happened. And that's really a shame that these men did not really believe the Old Testament prophecies. And so he says, you're foolish. Was it not necessary? 
that the Christ should suffer these things and enter into his glory? That's another question he asks them. And so they are now ready to hear what he's about to say. And what does he do? He begins with Moses. That would be Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy, and all the prophets. And he interpreted to them in all the scriptures the things concerning himself. Now, that's really an important point to make, that we learn now from Jesus that the way to help a person understand the mission of the Messiah and that Jesus is the Christ and that he is even God is to quote the Old Testament again and again. The prophecies that talk about his death, Psalm 22, pierced in hands and feet. Uh, Isaiah, that he's going to be whipped and they're even going to pull out his beard. I mean, all the sufferings he was going to endure, but also the promises from the Old Testament that indicate that he would rise from the dead. This is really a good lesson to be talking about this Sunday because the epistle from Peter talks about that we did not speak in cleverly devised myths, but we spoke what the scripture says as we were inspired by the Holy Spirit. In fact, this Sunday is also Transfiguration Sunday, where God the Father does say, as he did at the baptism of Jesus, this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. But then he adds something at the transfiguration that he did not say at the baptism, namely, listen to him. And that's the task of every pastor and Christian theologian and parent and member of the church to repeat what Jesus taught in understanding the interpretation of the Old Testament and the many fulfillment of the Old Testament verses as found in the New Testament. So these two knew the facts and maybe even witnessed some of these things. What did they lack? They lacked spiritual sight. In fact, there's a very good statement in Enduring Faith, which is from the Sunday School material for this Sunday. And what they say, these men were not blind, but they could not see. That, that's really kind of describing what the Pharisees were like. The Pharisees did not disagree with the historical events as revealed in the Old Testament. They believed in six-day creation. They believed in the Red Sea crossing it on dry land. Uh, they believed in the 40 years in the wilderness. They believed in the capture of Canaanites, etc., etc. They believed all those things, but they did not believe anything about the Messiah. They were living under the law in the sense that when they read Moses, and heard about the Ten Commandments, 
they thought that was the way of salvation rather than the Ten Commandments were obedient to them was the result of a person being saved. So we fall into such love of Jesus because what he has done for us that we desire to follow him. It's a distinction between justification, where we are declared righteous, given faith either by baptism or by hearing the word of God, and sanctification, which is our response to the greatest news the world has ever heard, the gospel, that he became human flesh for the purpose of dying on a cross to pay for our sins and make heaven our home as we trust in the promises of Jesus Christ. How then does Jesus reveal himself to these two men? Well, he reveals himself because he's ready to leave, but they ask him to say, by the way, uh, one of the disciples are named in verse 18. His name is Cleopas, C-L-E-O-P-A-S, or Cleophas. It's really someone we don't know from any other passage in the scripture. We do believe he is a disciple of Jesus. And in fact, in the Hebrew, the word Cleopas means glory to the Father. In the Greek, it's made up of two Greek words, Cleo, namely to tell or make famous, and the last part of Cleopas is pater, which is a name for father. So he is named as one to make famous the father. And of course, he's giving glory to the father when he hears what Jesus has to say. They ask him to stay with him. And so they end up, after hearing Jesus talk from Moses on, they have him stay with them, and he was at the table with them. Now, that's really important, because in that day, you would only eat with those that were somebody that you appreciated, that you considered equal to yourself, etc. And it was clear. It says in verse 31, their eyes were opened. See, that, that kind of shows that they were blind to who Jesus was. But they were open when he took bread, blessed it, broke it, and gave it to them. Now, the Sunday school literature is accurate. It says, while Jesus was not giving these Emmaus Road disciples the Lord's Supper, there is a connection to bread in this narrative. Jesus feeds his people, not with just bread to eat, but with life-giving words. He is the bread of life. And he continues now to give us even his body and blood in the Lord's Supper in order to have our sins forgiven. And it is at that point that they not only recognize Jesus, but later on they say, 
did not our hearts burn within us while he taught to us on the road, while he opened to us the scriptures? That's how people are converted, by hearing the ridiculous notions of the word of God. But the Holy Spirit takes those mysteries, provides us with faith so that we believe it. I said to the congregation last week, you don't believe how different you are than unbelievers. I can tell you all kinds of things that Jesus did, like taking a little bit of bread and some fish, feeding 5,000 people. And nobody in this congregation is going to stand up and say, Pastor, that's ridiculous. No, you all believe the ridiculous. You all believe the unbelievable. Why? Because as the First Peter passage says, Jesus does not come in cleverly devised myths. He comes instead with his word. And through hearing that word, a person receives faith and believes the gospel and realizes that heaven is their home, not because of anything that they do, but because of what Jesus has done for them. Pastor Tom Baker is our guest. He's host of the radio show called Law and Gospel. We're teaching a Sunday school lesson on the Emmaus Road. What happens when they get back to Jerusalem? Now pay close attention, little children. It's somebody you ought to know. Yeah, it's all about a man that walked on earth nearly 2,000 years ago. Several Issues Etc. regular guests are candidates for leadership positions in the Lutheran Church Missouri Synod. Every LCMS congregation has received nomination forms for the president and vice presidents of synod. Please encourage your pastor and congregational leaders to fill out and return these nomination forms before February 28th of 2023. Learn more at issuesetc.org slash 2023 nominations. Issuesetc.org slash 2023 nominations. The Lutheran Church Missouri Synod cares deeply for those who protect our nation. Are you or a loved one currently serving? Ministry to the Armed Forces would like to help. We provide devotional literature to encourage faith. Send your mailing address to lcmschaps at lcms.org or call us at 314-996-1337. Those in uniform are comforted with Psalm 28. The Lord is my strength and my shield. My heart trusts in Him and He helps me. Casting Christ's Net on the Internet. You're listening to Issues Etc. Memoria Press award-winning Latin programs have successfully taught hundreds of thousands of students across the world. Their easy-to-use, step-by-step Latin curriculum provides students with an academic vocabulary, a mastery of English grammar, and strong critical thinking skills. If you're interested in learning more, visit memoriapress.com and save $5 on your next purchase by using the coupon code LPR23. Memoria Press, saving Western civilization one student at a time. If you're looking for an educational option for your high school-aged children for the 2023-24 school year, 
Visit flsplano.org. Faith Lutheran School, Plano, Texas is a classical Lutheran school. Faith Lutheran offers interactive online classes with student-teacher interaction for 9th through 12th grade students worldwide. flsplano.org. We're teaching a Sunday school lesson on the Emmaus Road in Luke chapter 24 with Pastor Tom Baker. Tom, after these disciples return to Jerusalem, what happens? Well, they return, and like with the women, they say, the Lord has risen indeed. And they tell the disciples, the 11 of them, namely, boy, he's even appeared to Simon. They tell what has happened, but it doesn't appear that the disciples still believe it. But as they were talking about those things, verse 36, which isn't part of the lesson, but is important, Jesus himself stood among them, and he said to them something that was far better than sitting down and eating with them, although he was going to do that. He says the words, peace be to you. And that's the peace from God the Father. That's what Jesus did. He had God the Father reconcile with sinners in order that we might be saved and have a life here even on earth filled with countless blessings because of what Jesus did on the cross and from the empty grave. So you mentioned this before. It says he was made known to them in the breaking of the bread. How would you interpret that? I would interpret it that their eyes were just opened. It's not necessary that the way he did the breaking of the bread, or maybe he did it in a similar way that he had done when he had eaten with them before. But it's clear this wasn't the Lord's Supper because no wine is mentioned here for his blood. But I'm quite confident that the way he broke bread and delivered it, that could have woken them up to the fact that this is the Savior. But more importantly, it said their eyes were opened. And that could just mean that he now was seen as he truly was, that before that, he was not seen as Jesus. This happened later, remember, at the tomb where he met with one of the women, and she did not recognize him. She thought he was a gardener. And what have you done with his body? And guess what? Then her eyes were opened as she came to perceive that he was the risen Christ. Why are these resurrection appearances? This is several recorded by Luke. There are others recorded by the other gospel writers. Why are these so important? They're so important because, by the way, this is the only resurrection appearance that is found in just one gospel. It's only found in the gospel of Luke. But it is so important because it gives us help to understand how Jesus witnesses. He doesn't use reason. He doesn't use human logic. He uses instead the Word of God. And when he opens up the Word of God 
And you can just imagine, he would probably have definitely talked about Genesis 3.15, where the serpent is told that through the seed of Eve would come a savior. He definitely would be talking about the passages in Psalm 22, where he is pierced in hands and feet. And they begin to recognize all of a sudden, wow, these are prophecies that we ourselves are eyewitnesses to. In fact, the passage from the book of Peter says, we were eyewitnesses to his glory. They're talking about the Mount of Transfiguration. Well, they were also ear witnesses to when God the Father said, this is my beloved son, listen to him. So proper witnessing is simply once more repeating the words of Jesus from Genesis chapter 1 through the end of Malachi, and then all the prophecies fulfilled as understood by the New Testament books. What should the Sunday school children understand about Jesus from this lesson? They should understand that the Sunday school teacher is kind of like Jesus. The Sunday school teacher is not just telling them what the Bible says, like not just telling them, oh, yes, he was crucified and a spear went in him and he died and he also rose later. No, the history isn't enough. They need to understand the reason that he died was to take away our sins, as John the baptizer said. And he did that by paying the punishment to the Father. And that's why you would bring in the most important verse from his crucifixion, my God, my God, why have you left me alone? Why have you deserted me? Because Jesus and him alone was to pay the price for our sins. And because that was justly done, the Father is now reconciled to everybody in the world where he does not hold them accountable for their sins. And heaven is their home unless they deny the good news from the Father to listen to Jesus and instead want to pay for their own sins. Finally, what is the law and gospel of this lesson? The law is, is that many a time we uh, think that what the truths of the gospel are, are so unbelievable that it's hard to grasp them. It's hard to believe them. The gospel is that particularly at our baptism, Jesus grants us not only the forgiveness of sins, but the gift of the Holy Spirit who gives us faith, which means we now trust the promises of the gospel. And it is that gospel, good news, where we learn and understand that we are saved, not by our works, but by the tremendous works of Jesus Christ to the glory of God the Father and the Holy Spirit.
Pastor Tom Baker is host of a radio show called Law and Gospel. For almost 30 years, he met monthly to prepare his Sunday school teachers for the classroom. Tom, thanks. Uh, Thank you. We will be remembering 3rd century martyr St. Valentine, remembered by the church on February 14th. Dr. Bill Weinrich will be our guest after this. Abide with me, crown him with many crowns, hark the herald angels sing. Have you ever wondered why our beloved hymns were written? The Issues Etc. Book of the Month for February is Eternal Anthems, the story behind your favorite hymns, Volume 2. Learn more at issuesetc.org or by calling Concordia Publishing House 1-800-325-3040. This new resource includes background on 50 hymns, Eternal Anthems, the story behind your favorite hymns, Volume 2. Deaconesses are women trained to share the gospel of Jesus Christ through works of mercy, spiritual care, and teaching of the Christian faith. The word deaconess means servant. Find out more on how you can serve in the Lutheran Church Missouri Synod through the vocation of deaconess at lcms.org deaconess. Working in faith, laboring in love, remaining steadfast in the hope of our Lord Jesus Christ. LCMS Deaconess Ministry lcms.org slash deaconess. Keeping the message straight. Getting the message out. You're listening to Issues Etc. Our Christian faith is under constant attack, and we must be proactive in keeping our children in the church. At Faith Lutheran School in Plano, Texas, we believe that an education rooted in God's Word is one that stands against the very gates of hell. Nothing in this world is more important. Offering a rigorous classical Lutheran education, we provide in-person and live online remote learning opportunities for preschool through grade 12. To learn more, visit flsplano.org, flsplano.org. We often hear that all of Holy Scripture is written about Christ, but do you know where to find Him in books like 1 Kings? If you would like to deepen your knowledge of Christ in Holy Scripture, join the Concordia Bible Institute on February 18th at Pilgrim Lutheran Church in West Bend, Wisconsin, as the Reverend Doctors Brian Gurman and Harold Tomish of Concordia University, Wisconsin, present a seminar titled Christ in the Old Testament. To register, call our office at 262-334-0375 or visit concordiabible.org. 